You never know till you get on the field and you go against somebody how it's all going to play out. But right now, based on what we saw in our preparation and what we were able to get, we got a high number of uh, guys that we we were hoping to get. How, how difficult was the process, though? Because it's not like tape and footage and background for the, a lot of these players was available just at, the, at your fingertips in that sense. No, you. I don't know how you knew that, but you're right on target with it. Yeah, no, a lot, some of it was, and, and I'd say probably two-thirds of it was, maybe three-quarters, but there were some that you really had to fight to find something on them, whether it was YouTube. I mean, we were, we were hunting and pecking on everything to find those guys, uh, and that's where I give credit to the personnel guys. They, you know, were able to find it, track it down, and then tell us where to go and look for it. But it was it was laborious. There's no question. It took a lot of lot more time than you're used to where you normally just sit there and it's all, you know, you got guys that are cutting it up for you and you just look at it and, and okay, within 35, 70 plays, you okay, I know what he's, this kid's like. Let's get to the next one. So it wasn't like that. It was much more much more arduous in terms of getting enough look where you felt comfortable about making a determination whether or not the guy could play or not. But it was, you know, it's part of the process, first time out, you know, it's, uh, and plus the other thing is you're looking at, uh, rather than putting together, you know, a seven-person draft with some free agents, you know, you got 70 guys that you're, you're, much. you're to choose from, and that was hard. And the other thing is that a bunch of them were just uh, given to us last week, 295 guys were given to us last week. So you talk about scrambling, we were scrambling at that to get those guys evaluate and you just you hope you know you work you do, you do the best you can and you hope that what you saw you saw enough that you came up with an accurate you know assessment or evaluation of what, they, what, the, what the player was but uh, we worked at it I can tell you that well when you were in the NFL you had to find a balance of not only getting the right talent but also finding the right guys for the locker room as well right. knowing that you have a lot of unknowns here is that a hard mix to sort of put together, having good locker room guys while also having the right amount of talent on the team that right. needs to be there as well? Yeah, very, very much it's a challenge and very much it was looked for. Uh, now, whether you, you – again, you, whereas the NFL, you have Blesto and National and United, and they go out and they do the initial canvassing. Then you have your area scouts who go out and give some initial canvassing, and they evaluate, and, but they also talk to a lot of people. So, they, you know, they come away with a pretty good – field then then the coaches uh after they've been fed this information then they go and do the same thing so you're just kind of doing the finishing touches here it was it was all done without going out so there's enough experienced guys on the coaching staff that that have enough connections that we're able to call people um madeline scaramuzzi our our trainer was you know very vigilant and diligent and working at trying to get as much information, not only about the health status of the people, which is obviously a critical component, but also, you know, any, any info she could gather from trainers throughout the collegiate ranks and her having just come from the college that was, so she had a lot of connections. So we worked it as hard as we could to find all those things that we normally would have found, you know, at the NFL, but, um, you know, was a much more compressed time period, and we're done by a lot smaller group. But uh, we did, you know, we worked at it. We tried to tried to do exactly what we had done, you know. Again, even the personnel people, you know, John Peterson's been around forever. Uh, you know, I think he 
30 years in you know professional football. So, you know, there's certainly guys that have done it, have connections. A lot of a lot of the connections that he would have, which was always entertaining, is that you know through the various teams he's been associated with, he's been in a lot of camps already for for his other employers. And uh, you know, well, this guy was not a good. I remember this guy he went back three years ago when I saw him in you know the Chicago camp, where I saw him in, in Tampa Bay, and so. You know, between him, you know, between the coaches and and the you know and the personnel people, I think again, I, I don't think you could have gone about it any differently than we did. I don't think you could have worked any harder at it than we did. Whether or not we we're you know we're gonna got the right guys, I think you, you always hope, you always think you did, but you never know until, until it plays out. How different of a process, not only for the drafting, but knowing that this is. This is all new. This is all you guys doing, sort of going in uncharted waters. How uh, how much of a different experience is this from you, from the way you had to approach it? Because obviously you, you've probably forgotten more football than a lot of people will know for their whole entire lives. How much of a difference of a process was this for you from your experience in the past going into a situation like this? It's different. I, I, it's no question. It's different. Uh, you are starting out at the grassroots level that you're establishing foundation and that was done from a league-wide perspective as well as the individual franchises within the league and so the, the fun part was being able to um, watch evaluate you know some of the rule proposals we, we you know they were you know uh, put into place at the you call it league in Jacksonville Florida at some Mississippi Junior College uh, we saw it in, in, uh, in Austin, Texas, you know, a couple of uh, spring leagues. Then we went out to California. We watched, so that we, we, we watched a lot of the things that they thought might make the game more exciting, more fan-friendly, uh, safer for the players, all those kind of things, more entertaining, all that stuff. Uh, and, you know, we were able to voice our opinion, you know, and, and we took votes on, yeah, that rule doesn't, you know, we don't want it. But this rule, we do want it. And, you know, and uh, there were some heated discussions because guys had different viewpoints and perspectives as what to what would work and what wouldn't. But just to be part of that was was enjoyable. Um, and then, you know, just putting together the whole group, you know, with the, the personnel people, having that under my, you know, domain or purview, and, and uh, as well as the coaches, and then trying to establish what you think is going to work within the parameters of the new rules. You know, this, yeah. the shortened play clock is just for one example. I mean, uh, I made a living where, you know, you gave the quarterback two, three options and you told him, and he knows versus this look, he does this, this look, he does that, this look, he does the other. Um, I don't know if that approach is, is viable, you know, because there's not enough time. So we're experimenting with some things that I hadn't done before, but other guys, some of the some of the reasons that I hired some of the staff that I did was that they've done some things with the hurry up tempo with the, the RPOs. Are you you're familiar with that stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, in other words, you got to have an answer when when all of a sudden you got a run play call and an extra body shows up or it's a different front. So uh, in, in, in the way I've done it before is we always had outlets, but we also had the ability because we had told the quarterback. It was his responsibility to identify things and then go to the appropriate play. So now, rather than just have a, a, a 
minimal amount of adjustments in terms or solutions. I say not adjustments. So, hey, this extra guy shows up or it's a front we don't want to stay with. Um, I'll have a broader, larger arsenal based upon some of the things that I wanted to do, what I wasn't as familiar with. So I brought in some guys, you know, like the Mike Millers and G.A. Manguses, who have been doing that for the last, you know, was the coordinator at uh, South Carolina, and that's what he did there. So, you know, Mike Miller has been a couple of the smaller colleges since he left the Arizona Cardinals. So it's stuff that I wanted to put in, but I wanted to get some guys who were expert because it was new to me. I mean, I had a feel for it. I know kind of what it was, but you're always better to get a guy that's done it before. So we've added a couple of those people. So um, it, it's it's it's. Uh, I think we're on the right path to, with the within the framework of the, what they want to have done. Um, again, just like I said with the players, I guess the proof will be in the pudding. We'll see when we when the season starts. But I think our thought process is good. The philosophy we're gonna we're gonna work under is is the right one. And it's also with the philosophy. Also, when you're do, when you're drafting these players, are you also having to sacrifice talent for guys you think will fit in your, in your system? That's that's happened before in the past. Yeah, it's, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoyed so it. Sorry. Um, there's not enough of them <laughs> that have been in that are available, so it's pretty much everybody here is new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it'll it'll be, and that was part of the reasoning of who we selected as coaches. That uh, I've always felt this anyway, but this will certainly be the test. Is that you got to be a good teacher have to be able to teach you know as opposed to uh you know the other league where you go six weeks where you're watching all the cut-ups and then you, you got your OTAs you know and then you got your mini camps then you have summer camp you have four exhibition games well there's a lot more going to be compressed in a shorter period of time so it'll test it'll test our our teaching ability and also the challenge I always have is I want to be as broad-based and as uh, as wide as I can be so that depending on the talent I can tailor the system to the people we have and now you you know you it's not like you had already three quarters more than three quarters you had probably you know 80 percent of your team like most of the time the nfl and you're just adding pieces well here you're starting from scratch so it you know we're, we're we think we know what we're getting and we think what our approach is what we're trying to do will best uh best you know serve what we're what would you know what will is allowed by what we're, you know, the league and the, you know, the kicking game adjustments and the overtime and all that stuff, the way we'll handle things. Um, but also it was in consideration to, you know, how much time we're going to have, you know, how, you know, how much can we, we're going to find out how good a learners and how good a teachers we are real quick. I'd like to ask about the philosophy of having a short amount of time to put a team together. Um, because even after the last CBA for the NFL, where it sort of took away time, yep. now you, I think you have, what, three camps before? Uh, uh, two. Two camps. Two camps before season starts. Is there any way, uh, any mindset that you go in with that to say we have to make sure we accomplish this, this, and this, and the rest of us will be able to go with it as we go along? Well, that's, you know, we, we're trying to, yeah, yes, the answer, in one word, yes, the succinct answer, yes, but also to make sure that we've covered the, um, the situations that we know are going to arise. And like you always had your, 
regular first and second down offense. You've always had your third down offense. You've always had your two-minute offense. You've always had your your green zone or what people call red zone. But here the Giants, we call the green zone. We don't want to convey that we were being stopped, so we said the green zone. You've always had that backed up when you're ahead, how you run out the clock and stuff. But the rules are different. So, you know, the, the trying to run out the clock here with the 25-second clock and, and how fast it's going to go, you're, you're not going to go to a four-minute offense until a minute and a half, <laughs> you know, 70 seconds, you know, because a couple of these guys have experienced this up in Canada, and they said, you won't believe it. I mean, it's, 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 it, go, it, it takes forever because the normal sped-up play clock all of, them become, all of a sudden becomes slower once you get into two minutes to go in a game. So you have actually more time than what you would have in the NFL, the way they start and stop the clock. So it's it's – it, it's stuff that you, it'll be different, but it's still, you have to have answers for. And some of the, some of the points of emphasis are going to be really different. Uh, and not that you didn't have it, but you had a red zone or green zone offense before. Now it's, it's maybe the most important thing to do because every extra point is from the tight green. You're on the, you know, you're on the five yard line or two, two yard line or five yard line or 10 yard line. And if God forbid the game comes down to the end, that's where you're going from. You're going from the five. So you're going to have a lot more plays and you're going to spend a lot more time on that aspect of the game. So it, there's there's stuff like that. But you have to have answers for every situation still, like you always did. Maybe maybe your your answer isn't quite as um, you know, filled with specific plays, but you better have some plays, some plays that you really believe in. Talk about the relationship you've had with Matt already. You know, Matt was – Spoke with him yesterday. He's very excited to get started. He's been communicating with you. Talk about your relationship with him and, and how over the last couple of days since the announcement was made that he was here that, you know, he's been as engaged as he's been. Yeah, no, he's been terrific. He he wants to play. You know, he, he feels, you know, that he should be playing. So this gives him an opportunity to do what he feels is the way it should be. So, we're, you know, it's kind of nice to have him with with a with an attitude that he can't wait to show everybody again how good he is and and of course his whole life I'm, I'm sure he expressed to you he's been you know told he wasn't good enough for this or that or the other and he's risen to the champ to the challenge just like all great players that I've ever been around and as soon as you tell them they can't do something that's all of a sudden now they they work that much harder and they're that much more determined to show you that you, yeah wait do you see you know I'm going to show you what I can do um, that's been good. I think he's a bright guy. I think when we saw him, we, 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 we looked at a ton of quarterbacks because it's such a vital position and, and it always is everywhere in football, but it may be incredibly so here. Um, because again, the short play, the time clock, uh, play clock, but it's, um, I think we saw a, a guy that we thought was one of the two best that we saw. And yet, when we made the final decision, I thought we we felt that he was, you know, talking with him, you know, talking to everybody in Penn State that we did, you know, talking to guys that I know have already coached him in the pros, you know. So I've talked with three or four guys. He not only was, you know, at the top with the with the playing ability, but I thought that, you know, his competitiveness, his toughness, I thought he would be a great catalyst for us try to put this thing together and develop who we are and what our standards are and what our, what our, you know, our goals, not our, the goals will be easy, but what our, uh, 
what our values are and what we need to be in order to be successful. He's he's been through it. He's a little older. He's a little more mature. I think he I think he embraces some of the things that I believe in. You know, that you need to do in order to win. Can you talk about the uh, the experience with the Giants with Super Bowls? The knowledge you've had in those big game situations that you're going to be able to tell some of these young guys who, in their own way, are trying to get their own business card out there, this can build into something else. What advice are you giving to those young players who want to get to that next level? Well, it's it's obviously a challenge that they haven't been able to overcome as of yet, or we wouldn't have them. But there's there's so many examples of people that have been told they can't do something continue to work and refine. There's such a thin line between those guys who make it. You know, the superstars are different, but I've always said once you get past the top 30, from 30 on, it's really who's the most versatile, who can play special teams, who, who you know, can play inside slot, and also the wide out, who can be a gunner on the, you know, there's so many considerations that come into play that it, it uh, difference between those that don't make it and do is not that big in many instances. So here's a chance. Let us work with you. Let us develop, particularly quarterbacks. You know, you get a chance to get out. You, you're not getting better unless you're playing the game, in game speed against legitimate talent. And it's nice to be on a practice squad and everything else. But, you know, like our, our commissioner, Oliver Luck, says when he was playing, he said he felt he got worse every year because he was never out. All he did was practice. He never played in the game. Well, here's a chance to play. And he likes to talk about it. And I forget the number, but I think it's like 10 or 10 to 15 guys who never played in the NFL at quarterback until they went over to NFL Europe. So here's a chance to get a young guy come in here and learn. And he, you know, he always says, hey, three of them went to the Super Bowl. You know, uh, DeLome, Jake DeLome, uh, Brad Johnson, and uh, Kurt, Kurt Warner. So, I mean, here, here's a chance for those. Well, that thing, same thought process certainly applies across the board to all positions. And, you know, obviously not all are as visible, but work on your craft, develop those areas that are a little bit, you know, maybe you're not quite as good as you need to be. There's an opportunity, you know, to improve on those things. It's, it's really up to you, you know, how, how much are you willing to invest in this thing? But it's, it's, uh, it's there. It's there for the taking. What made this job very appealing to you for uh, coming into, again, a league that has been rebooting itself, and now it's another opportunity? Um, what made this job so attractive to you? Two things. The one we talked about, just a chance to start in at the, you know, at the grassroots level and, uh, and, and have involvement with the, the uh, composition of the team as well as the composition of your coaching staff and the personnel department. But to have a say that I'm a firm believer that the teams that win are the ones that, you know, the general managers and the coaches are, you know, joined at the hip and see things the same way. Well, now I can oversee it and make sure that we do see it the same way. So that that part, uh, it's not, it's kind of nice to be around guys who are going to be hungry and excited about playing and looking forward to this, you know, the chance to make it to where they want to go. So that that's fun to be. I've always enjoyed that, you know, from, from the time I was head coach in Southern Connecticut, where those kids thought that they were, you know, they they had been denied a you know a Division One scholarship, but they were good enough, and you know we had great teams. But it was fun to be around those guys, and then you know I, I had missed so much with my family growing up, you know, doing the job. Here I was missing in my my grandkids. So this job, the best part about it is I can do the off-season stuff with them.
wherever they're at. And I don't have to be, you know, I've been fortunate to have been offered a bunch of jobs. You know, board and I, I, I didn't want to be away again. So I can do it. It's forcing me to learn things electronically <laughs> that she's trying to teach me and everybody that I've never had to do before. You know, these, these, uh, Oh my game uh, video conferences. I mean, I had never done that before. I had somebody <laughs> tell me how to do it. You know, here's it. Oh, she just do this. I said, now I'm trying to struggle through these things. My grandkids are telling me what to do. It's, it's so, but it, it's to be around them. I, I didn't want to miss out on them. You know, when it was my kids, they wanted to eat. They wanted a roof over their head. I had no other choice. I had to work, which I, which a job I love doing. But um, so much of, of their lives go. I mean, my wife doesn't want to raise them. I didn't raise them. You know. Handles everything, so it's, I didn't want that to happen again. And there were some situations with some grandkids that I wanted, I thought I needed to be around for uh, that. I don't want to get into it, but I mean, yeah. it just was important that I be there. And uh, and I've and I've cherished that. But so again, with it, without this, except for the struggles with the electronics and all that other stuff, it's it's I'm able to do that. We get together once a month, you know, for ten days. But it, the other three weeks, you know, two to three weeks, I'm there with them. So. I mean, once the season starts, it's just like everyone else. You'd be working your, your ridiculous hours, but it's it's your competitiveness. You don't you know you don't want to be embarrassed. You want to go out and win, and you want to lead by example. So you're going to make sure you do everything you can. You'll leave no stone unturned as you you know as you prepare them and prepare yourself for the game. You know how to get to MetLife. You know, you should, you know where it I is. think I know how to get there. It's a little different direction for coming from. He's North, way better at getting to MetLife than I am. That's for sure. <laughs> I didn't know where we were going the other day until it was the very end. And I said, oh, I wish I'd known. I could have showed you this. We could avoid this traffic easily. It's totally yeah, so, so I hate to interrupt, but I know Coach has to get to a dinner. Yes, so right. I wanted to just interject before you are no, too late. I, I said that was, that was just about it. Otherwise, I was going to say, you know, thanks for giving me some time. I really appreciate it. I know this, was, this was a real busy day. And I, oh, that was fun. We're, we're done. It's, I'm glad it's behind us. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting them actually here where, you know, where you get a chance to see them for the first time face to face. You know, not just not just on the video screen. So, yeah. you know, it should be good. It should be fun. Thanks again. I really appreciate You're it. Very welcome. Thank you. So, we have an eight forty-five pickup.